Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Move Podcast, brought to you each and every day this summer by Ketone IQ, of course, made by HVMN. We're talking about stage six. Alain, what do we do? Stage six. Tarbe to Cotteret Cambasque. Tarbe to Cotteret Cambasque. I tell you, anytime I'm, I'm just going to have Alain start making me just stupid, you know, not stupid, French. <laughs> Any day, you know, I'm grumpy which George would tell you is most days, I'm just going to listen to him say stuff. I mean, I just laugh. If you could make him your Siri voice. <laughs> but yeah, well, you never know. Uh, a special guest on the show today, Johan Brunil's chiming in uh, from Europe. He's got, uh, of course, like he does almost every day uh, during a race, he's got a lot of thoughts. Uh, but before we get into the action, and there was a lot, today's show brought to you by Roka. They've invented a completely new class of eyewear. Glasses optimized for performance, no other eyewear brand can keep up with what these guys are doing. Their prescription glasses have the exact same technology as their performance sunglasses, which, of course, we love all of them. We love the riding glasses, the chilling glasses, and the reading glasses. They're unbelievably lightweight, and you'll literally forget you're wearing them. They have the best optics on the market. They're crystal clear, fog-resistant, scratch-resistant. And when you're sweating as much as I do, they never slip. And they're also hand-built to order in my hometown of Austin, Texas, the Move listeners get 20% off. Just go to Roka, that's R-O-K-A dot com, and enter the code THEMOVE for 20% off. Again, that's Roka dot com. Also today brought to you by Wahoo. Wahoo cycling products are trusted by the entire pro peloton. And if my math is correct, we have done six stages. Wahoo bike computers have been on six out of six stage winners. Did you know that, George? I did not know that. Um, that's a fact, right? That's, that's pretty impressive. I mean, I don't think there's anybody else in the industry that's six for six so far. Uh, their latest release on the Bolt 2 and the Rome 2 includes Wahoo's new Summit feature, providing you with color gradients, detailed climb data, and even helps you detect climbs nearby when you're not using a route. Special offer for our listeners. You can save 20% off on select full-price products by using the code THEMOVE. At checkout. So during the tour, go to wahoofitness.com slash the move. Enter the code the move to save you 20% off. Again, that's wahoofitness.com slash the move. Well, uh, I, I, I know. I don't, I, I, I really don't, uh, I'm just going to get this out of the way. I, I, I don't understand what I saw today by Jonas Vingegaard. <laughs> And I know this, this team, and we have Johan here, has maybe some different thoughts. Uh, I'm going to save it. Um, but, you know, as expected, we, we talked about Tade Pogachar yesterday. The kid is tough. The kid bounces back. He's always fighting. He's always attacking. He's always waiting for that opportunity. Excellent stage win today. Um, I, I don't know what, what anybody else was thinking, but uh, I'll let you guys chime in. I need a moment to cool off before I... <laughs> Before I talk about well, it. I think we should break it down just from the start, which I noticed earlier that Wild Van Art was the first attack from kilometer zero. Yeah. Back in our day, first attack was a Panikook and TV attack. Like, first attack, oh God, who's going now? It's kind of annoying. Now, the first <laughs> yeah. attack is guys like Wild Van Art that yeah. are going for it and making the breakaway. I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't even think we understand the sport anymore. Right. It was it was like Panakukin's like, uh, Johan, you, of course, remember this, uh, like Jackie Duran. You know? <laughs> and not only would he attack at kilometer zero, he, he, they would do one of these running starts, right? They'd time it in the neutral zone, 
they'd be up the side and, and they're like 300 meters to go before. There's a big banner that says kilometer zero. This some bitch would be full speed by the time he hit zero. <laughs> yeah. It was guys like Jackie Duran and he had this nickname Doodoo, which he most of the time lived up to. But yeah, that was, it was always panic cooking. One, but, was, but he did win a couple of big races uh, from those panic cook attacks. I mean, not, I think Johan, didn't he win? He won a stage of the tour and maybe am I going to, am I going to be Flanders maybe won, like that? He won a few, a few stages in the tour. Yeah. Um, he won the Tour of Flanders. Won the Tour of Flanders. That's no panic cooking right there. <laughs> he won. He won Paris Tours. Yeah. yeah. He won. He won a bunch of, uh, of races like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, today is different. You know, I mean, if you look at, if you, I mean, and this is very similar to what we saw last year with Walt Van Aert. Walt Van Aert last year also attacked a few times at kilometer zero, whether it was for him to try to win the stage or uh, as part of a strategy uh, of the whole team, Jimbo Visma. To have him in front and then be like the last guy to to pull for the leader, which, in my opinion, was their objective today. Yeah, and, and not only that, but you saw he tacked from kilometer zero and it pulled the whole tourmalet. Didn't even ask for right. a pull. Gets caught right at the top of the tourmalet, then bas- <laughs> basically pulls the whole. Va- I think he pulled for like sixty kilometers. The guy is an yeah, absolute beast. And especially also if you if you if you see, you know, I mean. Obviously, Jumbo Visma had a plan today, right? Um, and I think, I mean, Lance, I kind of agree that that uh, that, that Jonas Vingegaard didn't write very smart today. Uh, but based on the knowledge they got yesterday, I kind of understand what they were doing. Yeah, trying to you put know, the nail in the coffin. Guys. Well, yes, yesterday was, let's not forget, yesterday Pogacar, uh, Vingegaard set a new record on the Marie Blanc. And he was one and a half minutes faster than Pogacar's fastest time ever three years ago when he won that same stage. Uh, him and Roglic went together over the Marie Blanc. That was the record. He went one minute, 27 see, seconds. See, we, we didn't know that. Yeah. This is why we had you on. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it, Listen. It was 20. Lance, wait a second. Wait a second. Let me finish. Uh, so he did 21 minutes at 6.92 watts per kilo yesterday. The thinking behind today is, and I, I kind of agree with it. I mean, I'm not agree. I mean, I would consider it, but, you know, of course, you are not against just any rider. You know, this is Pogacar. Yeah, thank this you. is a guy. Thank you. You know, so, so, but 6.92 watts per kilo. Uh, today they were thinking, okay, you know, in the, from La Mangie till the top of the Tourmalet, we're going to do the same thing. We have Walt Van Aert in the front. Game over. They wanted to finish the tour today. Yeah, well. So, and let's yeah, talk get, about. Get, uh, no. No, you go, no, 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 no. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't let me forget uh, what yeah, I'm about yeah, to say. Yeah, all right, we'll write it down. Here, you need a pen? No, no, I got it. I got it. Just, okay, everybody's ganging up on me, so now it's my turn. <laughs> now, listen. Um, uh, like you said, we're not talking about a panic cook. And you've seen a guy like Tade Pogachar bounce back, and the kid never quits. Uh, it makes absolutely, as I said yesterday, and I said this on the show yesterday, if you're Jonas Vingegaard, you should do nothing. You have a nice, you had, uh, what, almost 50 oh my seconds? God. Are you Stop really it. saying this? Yes, Are I am. You really, what were you saying? Okay, finish. I did. It, now it, I got two is, things to this say. This is Uh-oh. the sixth stage of the Tour de France. You built up a nice lead. You made a nice move. You had Johan, blah, 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 these numbers. It's great. This is Tade Pogachar. This is not some panic cooking, right? This is not... 
you know, some jit bag. This is a real, this is one, arguably one of the greatest of all time. Let him sit on your wheel, have your team ride all day long. Absolutely not. You know what? You got everything you deserve today. Absolutely. Well, okay. So what did I, did I not hear you right in the gym this morning when you're prouncing around doing, I don't know how many pull-ups showing off going, what I, when Yumbo's at the front and the tourmalade, what I say, what I say, they're going to go hard. They're going to try to pop them. Now you're changing the story, jumping on the Pogachar bandwagon. Well, what I said yesterday is that I thought they would contribute to Bora. Okay, okay, okay. And, and, and if I didn't say that I, yesterday, then I'm losing my mind. But, but, but second, my, my, my first point before you started talking was, Lance, as the Tour de France winner you were, the dominant rider you were, I want you to talk about a day like today where, of course, of course there was a victory, there was a gap. But for me, the pivotal, pivotal moment is Jonas doing this tempo, which he thinks he's about to drop Pogachar. Then all of a sudden, Pogachar attacks him. He's not even he's not even like sort of asking for a pull. He's not even looking right. back. He has no idea right. that Pogachar is about to attack him. Think about right. what do you think is going through Jonas's mind mentally when I, that I, attack I, happens? Exactly. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I actually, have, I actually guess have, for me. Guess no, for me. Uh, well, look. I mean, I look, think I can't. Uh, hang on, hold on. <laughs> yeah. This was a question for me. Let me just. Finish. Uh, 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 all I can do is put myself in 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 his shoes, and 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 let me just put Jan, for example, um, um, in Pogachar's shoes. There is no way on God's green earth I would have just sat him, let him sit there on my wheel, not even asked for a pull. No, and said no, don't pull. I'll just pull. I'm going to ride you off. What the fuck? I mean, there's no. absolutely. Oh my god! I'm telling you, there. You, you, I agree you, you, with everybody you. Everybody will, y'all. You, Johan, go I can't ahead. even take it. Y'all are gonna I, I, be, y'all gonna be coming back, going, all right. He was right. I this agree. Is, this I agree is, with Lance that. Um, no way. I, I, as I said, I can understand the strategy and the intention of Jumbo, but the moment the big mistake was made on the Tourmalet, the moment the moment uh, Vingegaard goes and sees how easy. Yeah. Pogacar response uh, there, you know, at that stage of the race on a climb like that, he pulled him for over two kilometers. Today, Vingegaard made exactly the same mistake like Pogacar made last right. year on the Galibier. Yep. Exactly the same mistake. And the same thing happened on the last climb. The differences are not the same, but it's the same. You know, he, he, he based on what he saw yesterday and based on how, how he dropped uh, Pogacar, he, he thought he would he would drop him. Van Aert would wait for him. And finally, that didn't happen. So you have to be able to adjust, you know, and just say, hey, okay, you know, this now I can't drop him today, but I need to stay with him. You know, I mean, Yo Johan, how much do you think was Jonas doing that in the final climb or his director saying he's on the limit? He's on the limit. Yeah. What do you think? Who do you think was the, uh, instigating this? We could, we could hear we could hear Jumbo uh, on the radio in the downhill of at the beginning of the downhill of the Tourmalet. Don't know if you you guys heard that. Mm -mm, no, uh, I think it was Grisha Nierman who was who was on the radio. Come on, Jonas, great job! You had him on the limit. You had him on the limit. You still have him on the limit in the downhill. He started to go fast, and and Pogaccia was kind of gapped a little bit. So I think there, uh, that's kind of a mistake. You know, you you're if if you were that much stronger yesterday and you can't drop him, it's not a big deal today. You know, just. Try to try to just stay with him. That, and, that and, said, that said, that mental blow of the attack from Pogachar with three kilometers to go, I, for me, I think was a, a super important moment. But the way Jonas responded and only lost, what was it, 25, 30 seconds? 24 seconds. Was impressive yeah. because he kind of regrouped <clears throat> mentally 
And although, what, albeit uh, lost time and, uh, you know, lost the ba- today's battle, listen, he requ- recovered quite well. Uh, uh, JB, I'm going to bring JB into this uh, conversation because I, I believe we need to do some forensic accounting. All right. I, I, I'm, I'm now convinced that not just George, but also Johan are being somehow paid by Jumbo to just kiss ass today. <laughs> this, there is absolutely, let me finish, there's no excuse to sit on the front in front of a rider like Tade Pogachar and go basically, as we saw, because he couldn't, he couldn't follow the move, basically going as hard as you can go, number one, not even uh, have him take a pull so that you can get behind and have a look-see Look at his face. See how he's sweating. See how he's pedaling. Not even have a look-see. What, does he have fucking eyes in the back of his head? No. Is he relying on a team car that has no idea? Yes. It, it, you, it is, you can't I, read Pogacar anyway. There's no way. I mean, you, you, and if you're going to sit on the front, then go 80%. So that, God forbid, one of the greatest riders in this generation attacks you, you can go with him. I am not saying I disagree. I'm oh, saying, now, I'm here saying it is. he recovered. I think, I think it was the forensic accounting that got him. Yeah, He's coming around. Me. I'm saying he recovered and, and, and was able to minimize his loss, which all, you know, could have been a disaster for him because he was doing so much work. I agree. He, I tell you what. We were both in shock going, why are you not even asking for a pull? Here's what I want to know. How do, you, how do you think today should have played out? What would have been the best tactic? Let Bora have their day and only go if Pogacar goes Look, and follow him. It, 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 after yesterday, the odds on favor to win the tour was Vingegaard. You had a guy like Jai Henley in the jersey. who has a strong team. It's their responsibility. Chip in when you need to if something happens. But let the race kind of come to you. You don't have to try to – we're on day six. You're not going to deal a death blow on day six after what you the advantage you got yesterday. Just let it happen. And, 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 and I was in a good mood, um, actually, uh, before the stage. I, I, and I'm not in a good mood now. I'm, I'm, I, I just a bummer. I, I don't think you race that way. I, think. I, I, I agree. If they have so much confidence in Jonas, and Johan, you might have to back me up on this. If you have so much confidence, you're on stage six. Let a, a team like Bora, which is an incredibly strong team, let them do the work. And you know what? You feel good? Go in the last five, six kilometers of the final climb. Um, save your guys. Uh, save for the battle. You, you're in great position. You're in second mm-hmm. place. If you have that much confidence, then just just save it a bit. And again, yeah. you're, you're well. With, one thing you're, one you're, thing that we have to take into account is that yesterday, of course, it was a huge win for Jumbo and, and Jonas, both in time and mentally. Uh, so the thinking behind, okay, they all know that Pogacar is coming back from an injury that he's probably going to improve during this this Tour de France. So let's kick our opponent when he's in the ropes. Yes. No, that's the thinking behind it, yeah. uh, and and up till that attack from Pogacar uh, on the on the Tourmalet, I can understand it. The moment he saw that he couldn't drop Vingegaard, uh, that he couldn't drop uh, Pogacar, um, that's that's where the mistakes happened, yep. and the, and but yet they kept the excitement going, um, and and yeah, at the end on 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 a tech, on a tier, in theory not such a difficult climb, Cotteret. Right. I mean, look, look what happened. I mean, as, as commentators, it's our job to critique the tactics, but as a fan, it doesn't get any better than this. If this was a boxing match it's three rounds to three rounds right now, and it's only going to get better. I know. Don't you, you, don't you guys feel like, uh, Pogacar has in his mind now the playbook for chipping away 10 seconds here, 20 seconds here. And he can take this tour. I mean, I, I think they're so equal right now that they're just going to look for every opportunity they can get. And when they get it, they're going to go. Like we saw today, they're going to go full gas and try to get 
those, like you said, a little bit chipping away at the time. I, I, yeah, yeah, it, it is, it is, it, it does make for we, a good race and an and exciting race. And, and, um, I just, we have to wait, we have to wait until Sunday night to really, you know, say, okay, you know, with, with the Alps still to come because Puy de Dome is de Dome's incredibly hard. hard. Yeah, very, very you know? hard. That's where that's where we're really going to see. There's no hiding there. It's a steep climb all the way, consistent. So, um, I mean, if you if you look at the effort on the Tourmalet, and especially on those last four kilometers from La Mongie to the top, I mean, I, I saw some numbers here. It's you know 1930 vert, uh, VAM, the, the vertical meters per hour, which is unbelievable. Yeah, that's super super fast, and that's mainly done by uh, Vingegaard. So, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Johan, break that down. Back in our day, I mean, fast times were 1,800, yeah. No, correct? well, Pantani had some days of 2,000 in the Giro. Uh, but but keep in mind that when we're measure, measuring VAM, which is vertical altitude, whatever it means, um, uh, um, it's it's easier to have a higher number on steeper climbs, which you typically see in the Giro. But, I mean... Wait, uh, go deeper on that. I don't <laughs> think in the seven years of doing the show... We've ever mentioned this term, VAM. VAM. Oh, VAM Lance, VAM is Velocità Altitudine Media. <laughs> average average altitude speed. But per hour. Yeah, so basically yeah. Uh, we're talking about something right around 2,000 meters, so that directly, that's 6,600 feet per hour. So if, you, if somebody had outside of their house, if they had a, a climb that went from sea level to 6,000 feet, that right means here, they could... We can do that here. No, we can't. We Not can, sea level, but yeah. But we can't, we can only, from here, we can go only go from 8,000 to 12,400. So, yeah. you know, somewhere you would ride up in it an hour. I mean, it's, it's lightning fast. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, the point being... You know, those the, that's a high speed and, and a, a very cl- fast tempo yeah, on, so on a climb. We're relatively fit cyclists and not professional cyclists anymore. If we rode right now from the from Aspen to the top of Independence Pass, which is about what forty four hundred feet, it would take us about an hour and forty minutes. Right, but it's also not steep. So yeah. again, this, it's, the, al- it's altitude. Yeah. it's altitude. It, yeah. It's the steeper it is, the better it is yeah. for Van. But we'll get into all uh, if we want to keep talking about that. I'm still. <clears throat> I'm struggling today. I, no, but I, I don't like to see these things happen. And I, and I, and I, and I cheer. For, I, I don't know. I, maybe I'm, I don't know. I don't want to play favorites in this thing. I like this Vingegaard kid. Um, and I like Pogachar, uh, but I, I, I just, I don't like to see mistakes like that. It's a bummer. That's yeah. what makes it I mean, tricky. We don't, we don't have a villain. You know what I mean? No, they're, they're both, both yeah. likable young guys. Well, actually we do, but <clears throat> before we do uh, talk about villains and, and, uh, and stuff. A uh, little bit of business. Today's show also brought to you by HVMN. They're also our title sponsor this summer. Of course, they're the makers of Ketone IQ, the first to make uh, a drinkable ketone in 2017. It is their latest innovation on ketones with improved effectiveness, taste, and cost. Ketone IQ delivers clean fuel that can cross the blood brain barrier, supplying your brain and body sustained energy, mental focus, and sharpness, putting you in flow, lasting for hours. It's no wonder that HVMN supplies ketones to the majority of this Peloton, as you're all watching uh, throughout the day. Uh, Also, Ketone IQ is now available at Sprouts, if you've got one of those in your neighborhood, which we don't here in Aspen. All that'd be nice. Mr. and Mrs. Sprouts, could you please open one of those up here? Uh, You can save 30% off your first subscription order of Ketone IQ at HVMN.com slash the move. Again, that's hvmn.com slash the move. Also today brought to you by Element. 
we talk about it all the time. It, it is, it's summertime. It's hot outside. Even up here, it's getting hot outside. We're out uh, biking and working out and sweating. Um, uh, uh, Element is, a, is our go-to hydration source. I mean, it's the one that, uh, that we've tested the most and we love the most. 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, 60 milligrams of magnesium, no sugar, no gluten, no artificial ingredients, no BS. Simply put, it's the real deal. Um, check this out, special offer. Uh, and if you don't like, by, by the way, if you don't like it, hand it off to a friend, which is the thing I love the most. Uh, special offer for our listeners. You get a free sample pack. We get uh, citrus flavor, raspberry, orange, and unflavored. Um, you can dial in the flavor you like the most um, and, and, and then go from there. Head on over to drinklmnt.com slash the move and get your free gift with purchase. Again, drinklmnt.com slash the move. Last one of the day, our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. Another thing we drink religiously. Gee, even you have your thing there. I got it ready like, to go. Look, you're every I'm day. I'm saving it for right before. I, I, the only thing, th- there's a lot of things different between you and me, but uh, the one thing is I hit it right when I get up. It's mine. I do too, but I, I, I have to get mine from the studio. <laughs> So I steal your stash when I get here. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, simply put, I was, I was tired of taking supplements, wanted a single solution that supports my entire body and covers nutritional bases every day. I wanted better gut health, a boost in energy, immune system support, and we can hear George taking a big swig. And I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. So with every daily serving, I'm setting myself up for success with 75 high-quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrients and support energy, focus, strength, and clarity. I also like that it costs less than 3 bucks a day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Head on over to drinkag1.com slash the move. One more time, that's drinkag1.com slash the move. Take control of your health. Nielsen Powell is back in the breakaway today, yeah. back in the polka dot yeah. jersey. Amazing uh, to, him, to see him bounce back after yesterday. Looked like he was suffering a bit. Great ride today. Awesome to see him back. And he's in. I think he's in like 11th overall in the general classification. Please hold. So. Okay, we're going to check. Johan, while, while Lance is looking. He is, he is 11th, yeah. Yeah, so while... while well, never mind. You just told me he's 11th. But yesterday, what did you think when that breakaway? No, he's 11th on the stage. Okay. What did you think yesterday when that breakaway of 32 guys went? Would you agree with me that you would have never let us let that guy, that breakaway go with Jai Hindley in there? Absolutely not. I mean, you know, what, one of the things with which we discussed on, on JB Squared, actually, uh, when you are in charge of a race and you have the yellow jersey, in, in, in this case here, UAE, no matter how hectic it is in the beginning, you know, and, and you don't know this. this. The first thing that you guys needed to do is you start riding yeah. and you maintain a speed of 45 kilometers per hour until you know who's in there. Yeah. You know, now, and from what I heard, because our, our other uh, member of we do, uh, Victor Hugo Pena, who's on the, on, on the tour, spoke to Machin today, mm. who is the director of uh, UAE. And he said that it took uh, a very long time until they knew that Jay Hindley was in there. I mean, what 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 an anchoring, I mean, that's like an one and a half minute free time already. And I mean, 32 riders before you know who's in there, it takes forever. 
Yeah, but, but Johan, you'd give us the responsibility. You'd give us five guys. That, I, I don't care what happens. You guys ride. Yeah. But if one of these guys go, you better close it down right away. So yeah. it wasn't your yeah. responsibility. It was our responsibility to see with our own eyes what's unfolding. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of things that happened yesterday. First of all, the, the, they were asleep, UAE, at the start. That's for sure. Um, plus, they have two riders in the front. Uh, which is, in my opinion, also a mistake. You know, they should have had them straight away there to, yeah. to, to, because, you know, you either close it in the beginning or you can forget about it. 32 riders, there is no one team which can control that. Um, so, so and speaking of that, today Lance and I were questioning UAE getting dropped from Jonas and Pogachar, but pulling as hard as they could right behind them to try to catch back up with a big group on their wheel. What, why were they doing that? We didn't understand that one either. I have the same question. I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. I mean, it, you know, once you have your leader in a good position, and he, in this case, Pogacar with Vingegaard, you know, nobody else needs, they, they all need to save themselves. Exactly. You know? mm -hmm. so, same, same thing with, yeah. with Seb Kuss, who, who exactly. uh, finished three exactly. minutes behind. I love the guy. I'm a huge fan. One of America's greatest climbers ever. But he's coming across the line at three minutes after doing all that work. And I'm going, shouldn't he be at like 15, 20 minutes, like grinding gear the whole way up that last climb? Yeah, I, I, I don't understand either. Yesterday, for example, was different. You know, he, he wanted to break Correct, yeah. Achar mentally by staying on his wheel, which totally. I think helped a lot. Yep. Today I'm seeing Sepkus is in 10th place overall. That makes That's no what sense. I was wondering. Does, is, does he have an objective to have a top 10, which isn't good for the whole team's goal, you know? What, what JB, what do we know? What yeah, do we I was going to say, <laughs> if, he, if the objective is to get top five, top 10, then okay, he's got to keep going. Um, but I know that... You know, once you have that one objective, Johan, you'd, you'd always say in the team meeting, if you have another objective, objective besides helping Lance win the tour, you can take your bags and go home right now before well, the race been, started. Mm -hmm. George, there's been guys on the team in the Tour de France oh, who yeah. did that good. kind of thing. There's one rider, one, one, oh, one rider. Oh, boy. That, no, go. no, wait. <laughs> one rider, <laughs> once, once I gave the permission to go for it after we were safe, was that was Acevedo. Uh, to, he he got the permission to go fast on the on the Abdues time trial, and then because he got fifth finally, but we had everything safe already. There's mm. another rider or two riders. I'm not going to name the names of these uh, who just went way too fast, also in time trials, and they didn't get renewed the year after. <laughs> oh. We couldn't send, we couldn't send them <laughs> home what? because you're, we needed them. You are so mean, Johan. You're just a mean. I mean, I'm. Lance, I'm used to be the bad guy. I'm this evil. <laughs> I'm this evil devil that you know. I uh, didn't right. view people. But 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 seriously though, compare and contrast. And we saw George. You talked about the effort that Walt Van Aert put out today, and when he finally pulled off, I I, I thought the guy and they 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 showed it on on the coverage. I thought he was going to fall off his bike. Yeah, the, the couple people had to run, run out from the side of the road and kind of catch him and keep him actually moving. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, what I'm hearing y'all say, which I, I don't disagree with, is that's the way to play it. Like, go as hard as you as you have to go while you're working. But as soon as it doesn't matter, I mean, and by the way, folks, there is nothing to stop anybody in this race from if if, if Wout Van Aert wanted to pull over and stop, you don't have to keep moving. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could pull over, stop, stretch your legs, stretch your back, have a sip of water and get going. I mean, he basically stopped. He was going that slow. You don't have to keep moving, but you and you always see that with every year in year out. You see it with Wout van Aert. It's a testament to how hard Wout van Aert is burying himself because you can watch him in a cross race where he's 
you know, mm-hmm. full gas for an hour and not collapse like that. Yeah. I mean, he's burying that's, himself. That's where, that's where I, I, I also question. Um, I mean, we don't know exactly what the motive is, but, you know, Sepkus, we all know that he's the guy. He helped Roglic win the Giro, right? He was there in the key moments. Until now, he's there in the key moments for Jonas. But today, he finishes 14th in the stage. And he is with guys like David Godu, Roman Bardet, Adam Yates. Who, those are guys who went full gas. Mm-hmm. Simon Yates. You know, so, I mean, you can hardly say, okay, he's in a group and he's cruising, right? It, that's not the case. He had to go hard too. So, um, I mean, until now, we, we, we really can't criticize it because he has been there in the crucial moments every single time. I saw a list of uh, tour podium, grand tour podiums uh, with Sepkus present for, since, 19, since 2017. It's impressive. Every single year he's been on teams which either have won grand tours or be on the podium. Oh. Um, but um, for the moment, I'm not. I don't like that. I don't like that strategy. And he's got. I mean, he's got a couple of days where he might might not have to do too much work. So maybe he's just thinking last yeah, mountain day, get a couple of days true. off. And, that's uh, true, George. Yep, but you yep. know, I mean, no matter how modern cycling has evolved, you know, how matter how scientific it is, how much they control the data, there are still things that are valid. You know, I, I was agree. talking with. I was talking with one of the. Um, ex-team directors of uh, of one of these big teams here uh, yesterday. And he says, you know, the effort, I mean, there's one thing in my opinion in a Tour de France, especially in the Tour de France, that is always valid. That that's every single effort you do, you pay the price at some point. We see today what an unbelievable effort Vingegaard did on the Marie Blanc, but also after and going to the finish. Today, it was not the same Vingegaard. He paid for it. Right. So uh, it, the same goes for Sepkus. You know, I mean, whenever his job is done, he should just save everything he has and make sure and to focus on, OK, I need to be there on Sunday uh, on the Puy de Dome. Most likely he will be there and I'll have to shut up, you know. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, but as you pointed out, Johan, he, he just coming off the Giro, too. Like that's a that's a really difficult double. Right. Well, that's I saw a quote, a quote from him. He said he, he felt like that was the perfect preparation. If you can do it right and time it right and recover enough in the middle, yeah, it is. It is a great preparation. But uh, let's talk about tomorrow's stage. I, and I don't, John. Actually, you you you'd be a better person to ask on this. But you know, the, the, obviously in the in the sprint stages, Paris is is really the you know the. Um, the pinnacle or the, the the most premier prince sprint stage in the tour, but the stage into Bordeaux is is a very historic stage and, also, and, yeah. and a big. It's I think it's probably the second biggest sprint stage when it comes to the history of the tour. And of course, speaking of history of the tour, you know we're looking at another opportunity for Mark Cavendish to potentially break this record. Um, and in fact, I'm sure he's won into Bordeaux. He's won so many damn stages. I'm sure he's won into Bordeaux a few times at least. Um, uh, that's a question for Spencer, but let's look at tomorrow's well, stage. Unless you have other thoughts, Johan, while we're looking. Yeah, tomorrow's the day for Calf. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, uh, he tomorrow. Uh, 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 if it's not tomorrow, then it's gonna have to. It's, it starts looking like Paris will be will be the day, which uh, you know. Not only that, but he's he's won it before into Bordeaux, so he knows the finish quite yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, listen, the competition is the, the competition <laughs> is is very, very hard. You know, I mean, uh, 
Alpacin, yes. Alpacin the Koenig yes. yeah. with... Uh, the, you see, this is also something I don't really understand. Um, <laughs> Matthew van der Poel in the breakaway today. Yeah. Uh, you know, the thinking behind it could be, okay, then at least I can go easy on the, on the, on the Tourmalet and cruise to the finish. Uh, so yeah, I mean that that kind of makes a little bit of sense. But but yeah, tomorrow Van der Poel is on lead out duty for for Philipson, uh, the green jersey, and um, you know Cav has a chance. You know sixth, fifth. It'll, uh, he's, it'll he's be definitely confident. It'll be interesting to see if uh, the same thing happens what will happen in stage three, where everybody's so tired. They know they're pretty much guaranteed. I mean, hundred percent guaranteed. There's going to be a field sprint. So why even try to go in the breakaway? But I mean, I think at this point in the race, uh, there's teams that haven't done anything and they need a little bit of TV time. So I I can't imagine the same thing happening. What do you think, Johan? Tomorrow, listen. Tomorrow, the guys who go in breakaways, it, that's a punishment. George. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> it's a punishment. Well, well, hey, Johan, as a director, and you're sitting uh, around, your uh, team hasn't done anything, and you know that they're not going to do anything tomorrow. What are you going to do? Listen, if, if if they're punishing people tomorrow, they need to put Christian Nearman in the breakaway. I mean, that, talk about something. He, that, that somebody needs to get punished. Yeah, Colton, can we look at the run-in? Because the run-in for tomorrow is a little. That uh, little loop. Once you get past 2K to go, it's it's very straightforward. But if you if you back it out and, and start at five to go, even just before that tricky, and it's even marked with an exclamation point, call that you know five and a half K to go. All the way in, you've got some pretty tricky turns, technical, and then from 2K on, it's straightforward. But they got to stay, you got to stay in position just to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. <coughs> well, yeah, I mean the last two kilometers at least are without any complications. So. Right. Um, um, I, I personally found the, the, the circuit, the circuit, the race circuit trickier than, than this, uh, than this finish. I think this is going to be a pretty straightforward sprint. Okay, good. I agree. Well, we'll see if history's made. That would be amazing. Almost calf. Um, drink some big red wine. Whoa. Not me, but, uh, <laughs> not yet. Maybe tomorrow. You guys, maybe, maybe the day after tomorrow. You guys have also been keeping an eye on Skelmos. Yeah, Skelmos. We, well, we started talking about him in the pre-show as we were trying to figure out, and and as we're seeing, this is a two-man race, right? It's that's that that part is right. Uh, who's who's going to take the third step? And Skelmos was one of the names, uh, and he had been riding good. Of course, we're only six days into the tour, but. Um, had a tough day today, lost eight minutes. So Yeah, but we haven't even mentioned Jai Hindley. I mean, obviously he, his intention, in fact, I spoke with uh, Gaspar Ota this morning, was to stay on Jonas's and Pogacar's wheel. He couldn't do it, got dropped. But I feel like he, he made a nice comeback on that he final did. climb and is, the, you know, one of, I, I think the most, uh, the most favored for that third place position now. Well, he's, yeah. yeah for he, sure, he, for right? sure. Uh, I mean, he's only a minute 34 behind. Of course, you got Bingo Garden Yellow, which we should have stated earlier. Pogachar, 25 seconds. Um, Jai Henley, 134, and then drops all the way to 314 for Simon Yates. So you're starting to get into these guys like Jai Henley, Yates, Rodriguez, the other Yates brother, David Godot, Bardet, Pitcock. Um, yeah, which Land, I found, Landa still I found it interesting. lingering around in 11th. Yeah, we had Bernal pulling for Rodriguez, getting him feeds on that last climb. So clearly, Rodriguez is their favorite for the tour, and they're gonna they're gonna all rally around him. With Pickpock, Pickcock probably going to breakaways. All right, we've yeah, got I think, the. I think I think Pitcock is gonna try to stay in the top ten too, George. Uh, you know, he wants to see how far he can get uh, in in a, in a Grand Tour. Uh, but for sure, Carlos Rodriguez. I mean, yesterday we could we could see on the Marie Blanc right when 
when it was uh, Sepp Kuss pulling and then it was Jonas and, and Tadej, the only guy who could stay for that with them for a, for a bit was Carlos Rodriguez. So, um, yeah, he's the he's their guy. He's their guy. Um, we we did mention him two years ago on the up and comers together with Juan Ayuso. Um, and, and, you know, he's now at Ineos, but rumors are that he's going to leave that team and go to Movistar. probably go to Movistar. Yeah, of course. Uh, I didn't know that. That was just a guess. Uh, we have two more things. We got trivia and we have uh, Joe Natoli. Mm-hmm. Which and some information Ooh. about a trip you can Ooh. join the We Do team on. Okay. So all of those. But the uh, Ventum trivia of the day. So uh, yesterday the question was, what was Vince Vaughn drinking in Lance Armstrong's cameo in Dodgeball? You, d- you didn't remember? I don't remember. No, I didn't know. The answer was scotch on the rocks. Huh. All right, so... Every day you can send in your answer. I'll give you the email at the end of this, and they'll pick one from that, and all of those winners daily go into the final drawing for a brand-new NS1. Okay? So today's question is, what famous sports announcer was in Lance Armstrong's This Is Sports Center commercial? Oh, I know that. Okay. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. Of course, I was there, so I should... I forget a lot of things, but I haven't forgotten that. All right. I was I was not there, but I remember too. Yeah. Trivia at VentumRacing.com. Cool. All right. Send that answer in there and you can get entered into that. So the uh, Joe Natoli's been hard at work again with his Photoshop magic, and he put together a little something for George today. Oh, whoa. Is this, this is like a movie. It looks Super like a Mosca. movie. Super it's Mosca like Mosca a movie promo. Super Mosca, oh, man. I like that. Make oh, friends in seconds, and then yeah, has all the little sub, uh, has all the strengths. He <laughs> makes you, friends in seconds. He encourages his fans to lose weight fast, and let the doctor help you become a national hero too. <laughs> this, oh man, uh, does Joe work? I mean, does he? He must have a that real. He's got a real job. I uh, know. I he does great creative work. He makes movie posters and that just shows promotional. This stuff, so easy. Stuff. This stuff. He's yeah. like, yeah, I'll, I'll give these guys like five minutes of my day. And yeah, he's boom, le- boom. he's very legit. Joe's the man. Um, okay, now I probably will need your help on this promoting. And Johan's on here, so it's a great reason to talk about the Mallorca trip yep. in September. That you could join the We Do team September twenty fourth through 29th. Uh Johan, maybe you can tell us more about what to expect on this trip. And of course, Johan will be there in his director role, uh, navigating things. Lead director. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, it's the third year in a row. We, we organized this trip, you know, the, the two last editions we had, we all had an incredible time. Um, you know, for me personally, the, the, the highlight of these, these two trips and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, Lance, but it's going to be again, the case the the reunion between Lance and Jan Ulrich. Mm-hmm. For me, that's such a special, special, special moment to be part of. Yeah. Um, and um, so yeah, it's it's uh, five days, four days of riding in Mallorca. We stay in the best place in Mallorca, I think. Uh, and um, we're just you know twenty four seven together. We don't sleep. I mean, we don't, no, okay, not twenty four seven. Let's say eighteen <laughs> hours per day. Well, together uh, and uh, yeah, just, you know, part of a team, you know, it's a team. It's very limited, limited availability. We only have a few spaces left, but uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it to, first of all, to see you guys again and uh, and to share, you know, rights and a lot of stories, That's right. a lot of storytelling yeah. 
yeah. um, with with our guests. And I'm looking forward to going back with you know five or ten pounds less on George. I mean, oh. this is the, the it's hard riding there, and a lot of people have heard about uh, the rides in Mallorca. The coolest thing for me about Mallorca is it almost feels like there's more bikes than cars. Like yeah. it, and 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 if there's not, there's enough bikes that it that and. For those who ride uh, the road a lot, you realize, I mean, this interaction between bikes and cars is tricky. Now, on that island, man, the, the, the people and the locals and the cars are like, this, this is driving this economy, all these bikes. And so the, the level of respect uh, for cyclists is, is next to none. And so, so one, me, of my, one of my most common questions people ask me is, where's my most favorite place in the world to ride a bike? And my orca's really? top three, yeah, no, with, without a doubt. Yeah. And that hotel that Johan mentioned is the nicest hotel I've ever been at. I know I'm not as bougie as you, but that's the nicest hotel I've ever been at. It says the guy that took the G650 here after his birthday. (laughs) Really? Let me, give me, I'm going to ask you something here, Lance. Give me an honest answer. Because I, I've, everyone has listened to this brotherly rivalry between you and George over Mm. the last six plus years on this show about you're, you're competitive. You're naturally competitive day in, day out. Do you feel that way when you see Jan in Mallorca? No, no, no. I just like, <laughs> it's just George. I want to give the beat down to, but Jan, I mean, he's, he's, if you and Jan, Jan's, Jan's ever, ever fit. Yeah. I know he's yeah. been, I've been following him on socials. He seems to be doing yeah. really well and writing a great. lot, yeah. but you guys may ever just yeah. juice it up the hill a little bit. To yeah. See? But I, it's, 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 I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't put it past Lance this year because he's on a whole different fitness level. I mean, he's got the upper hand on me right now in the gym. No doubt. Oh, he had the upper hand on me the other day on my second day at 8,000 feet at altitude, but you know, and now he's been blowing me off for the last four days to ride. He won't even bike with me. Ooh. So I don't know where, uh, our fitness bike level is right now. Yeah. September's uh, a long, but, long yeah, way away. Yeah. You know but what JB, I love to do more than ride my bike? Play golf. Play golf. <laughs> and I've been playing some golf. JB, just to come back on the on the Mallorca experience, you know, uh, people will definitely witness at least one day uh, a mini, you know, like a mini, and it's not announced, it's kind of subtle, but there's this mini race between George and 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 Lance, half wheeling up a climb, and mm-hmm. and 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 even uh, although Lance says, you know, no, don't, he definitely doesn't feel the same way with even Jan, but there is also a tiny bit of competition. You know, it's like it's not a race, but one doesn't want to look bad, and the other one doesn't want to look bad. So that's, I mean, I've seen that twice now, two years in a row, and I'm sure I'm going to see it again this year and it's it's really special to be part of that well, yeah if you'd I'm, like to sign up you want to get more information go to we do.team and on the top bar you'll see uh, 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 it says travel travel and the Mallorca trip is underneath that I just last thing I want to say about this rivalry stuff right <laughs> I mean if, if Jan drops me honestly I don't care and I wouldn't try to drop drop Jan but George is a whole nother thing like I I, <laughs> I really I I I, 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 I he called, you know, of course we all know we were, on, we were on another fancy trip, bougie trip. I was, you know, with, with actually a fellow, you know, speaking of bougie of, actually, and then you just made fun of me for <laughs> flying this plane or whatever that a friend right. of mine has. I do need to tell a little Lance story Uh-oh. before you start. We did fly on, uh, out to Tuscany, uh, with a, a great friend of ours who I'm not gonna say who it was, but offer a nice plane ride, really nice plane ride to Tuscany from Greenville. Okay. And, and I'm all excited that this is happening. And I send Lance the information. He goes, how big is the plane? I go, it's a big plane. And he's like, how many people? I go, five people on our own plane. We're going. He's like, well, I need my own bed, bro. I mean, I'm thinking we're flying over to freaking Tuscany. And he's, uh, he's questioning whether or not he's going to have his own bed 
or he might may or may not go. So he's calling me bougie, y'all. Y'all hear this story? He's calling me bougie. All right. All right. And and you know what else? You just you just you just punked yourself too. So because uh, we have had some bougie trips, and I know we're getting off. The, y'all can uh, hang up if you'd like, but uh, hang up. Uh, but but we've had a few of these bougie trips, right? We went uh, we went to the Middle East uh, 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 on on a jizzy. Um, uh, we went uh, from Greenville to um, uh, to Beirut. Right, yep. I, I don't think that Correct. leg has ever been flown. No, we went uh, Green <laughs> uh, Greenville, Greenville to um, uh, uh, wherever. Oh, um, where did we land in Italy? Anyways, let's just call it Tuscany. And you know, we don't always. Uh, what is the one consistent theme here? Right, I li- I live in Colorado. Mm-hmm. All these other people with the jizzies live someplace else. What is the one consistent theme? All the trips originate in Greenville. Mm. You got me there. You got me there. <laughs> I mean, it's like, George is like, yeah, we got the jizzy, but you got to get your ass here. I'm like, God damn it. Anyways. All right. That's, that's enough fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to hang on to some of these questions for JB squared okay. since we had yeah. Johan on yeah. here today. Thank you, Johan. We'll jump on JB squared next and tackle some of these questions. And I bet he'll come up with some scoops. I'm sure he will. I'm we sure he will. And, uh, yep. We'll see, we'll see, uh, see what happens at Bordeaux tomorrow. See if, see if, uh, Cav can, Make history. Thanks for tuning in. See you all tomorrow.